Amen. Thank you, brother. All right, uh, you have your Bibles. Turn with me to 1 Timothy, the uh, second chapter, and let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing this morning. Uh, and I want you to listen to these first six verses of the second chapter, and something that uh, I don't think I've ever preached on it uh, over the years, but uh, it's something that uh, I prayed that the Lord would give me a message, you know, for the last message of the year, and but he actually he gave me a message that will go on into next year also. So I want to read to you first six verses. He said, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now that means exactly what it says, for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all good and godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for the reading of your word. Thank you, Lord, that we have your word. And thankful, Lord, that we can still read it. And we're thankful for that, Lord. We pray that uh, we'll never not be able to read and study your word. We look forward to it every day. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> I was thinking about a subject to preach for the Last uh, one of the year, you know, a lot of years I preached my predictions for the next year. Uh, I've done, I did that for several years in a row. My predictions for next year, well, my predictions are the same every year. And I think everybody knows, should know those by heart. Uh, I think my first prediction uh, each year was the fact that God will never change. God won't change God didn't change this year, and he won't change next year. And God's going to be the same all through next year, regardless of what happens, what takes place. God is going to be the same uh, through each, each and every one of those years. But um, this, this year, I want to preach on something. I think that we don't realize the privilege and the power we have uh, in intercession and praying. That's the title of my message. Intercession and praying. Now, you'll say, well, wh what's that got to do with it? Well, you're going to find out in just a moment. You know, Isaiah said in, in his uh, writings in Isaiah, the 59th chapter, 16th verse, he, he said, and he saw there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Now, wonder, wonder what Isaiah meant by that. In, uh, well, simply what he meant by that, I'll just give you a simple meaning of it. We're going to be preaching a little further. But simple meaning on it is that uh, God, that I, that um, that Jehovah God didn't see anybody praying. He, he just, uh, he wondered, he says, he wondered that there was no intercessor, no one praying for anybody else. And I, I know we, we, we talk a lot about 
Christ being our intercessor, and he was, he is, still is today. He's sitting at the right-hand throne of the Father, making intercession for us today. He's still doing it. He did it while he was here on the earth, and, and he's still doing it even after he's uh, in um, uh, back at the right-hand throne of the Father. Now, when we think about this, we we think about the fact is, is why, why, how, how can we give, how can we be intercessors? How, how can we do intercessions for people? Well, we're going, to, we're going to show you that in just a moment. Praying for one and another will have a great need in 2021. You know, if, if, if God, I hope and pray that God doesn't look out over Landmark Baptist Church and wonder if there's anyone there that's making intercession for anyone else in here. Well, did you know, and I'm, I'm going to just give you this key right here. Did you know that when you pray for someone, when God lays someone on your heart and you pray for them, you're making intercession for those people? You know, you think, well, how, how in the world am I doing that? Well, you are, and you, we'll, we'll see it in just a moment. So it's going to be a great need. Jehovah God wandered. You know, when God wanders, that's something else. When God looks out over and he wanders, is there anyone? Is, is there anybody, as Isaiah said, is, is there anybody that is making intercession for someone else? Is there anybody that's doing it? Well, that's, that's what he, I hope he doesn't look out and see that now. He wondered that there was no one making intercession for any, any other. No one's making intercession for any other. You know, we, uh, I, I've, I've told you folks over the years, many, many times over the years, that whether, whether you realize it or not, or whether you even care or not, uh, I have to make an account for everybody that is not doing what they're supposed to do. I have to make an account to the Lord because the Lord, the Lord comes and and wants to know why, you know, why why wasn't so and so in church yesterday? You know, that's 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 my duty is to make sure that they're in church, make sure they're in the Lord's house, doing what they're supposed to do. And I have to give an account for those things to the Lord. And, and if you don't believe that, I don't have time to go to it today. Don't not not a part of my message today. But go to the book of Hebrews, the thirteenth chapter. You will see what the Hebrews, the 13th chapter, says about how that a how how God's man is accountable for those who does not does not do what they're supposed to do. So that's why it's key that we pray for one another this year, this coming year coming up. And I know we did it. Some did it this past year. Some didn't. But uh, Jehovah God wondered at the folly. Of the unbelief of his people. That's what he, that's what he was wondering about. The unbelief of his people. He looked out over his people. I'm talking about in Isaiah's day. He looked out over his people. And God says, where, where is the intercessor for these people? Who, who, who is praying for these people? Who is praying for them? Who is making, uh, uh, silent and uh, sometimes verbal openly prayers for these people who's making intercession for them well you you would think that uh well you know i've said what it means what what it means when christ 
makes intercession for us. You know, every time we sin, I see a lot on Facebook, people talking about being sinners and, and sinning. Well, every time we sin, Christ has to make an account for that to the Father. Every time we don't do something we're supposed to do here, the pastor has to make an account to the Father for, for the reason that they didn't do it or why, why, why they're not doing what they should be doing. So that's important. It's important. You know, if you pray for people, God's going to change them. If, 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 they, if, if they don't come to church and you don't pray for them, God's not going to change them. God's going to change them just like the intercessor Christ. When Christ made intercession, makes intercession for us, that means that God's, God's thing about his children is changed because Christ made intercession for them. Christ didn't, Christ didn't say, well, God, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Christ said, Lord, I died for them. And Lord, and Lord, I, I made, I made a ransom for them. That's what he talks about down here. He says down here in the sixth verse, he says, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Now this all here doesn't mean all people. Uh, this all here means that he pay, he made intercession for all of those that belong to him, that the Father gave to him. See, the Father gave him a people, and 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 Christ was responsible to see that those people uh, were, were he died for them. Well, it's the same thing with right here. God gave me a people some several years ago. God gave me a people, and he made me responsible for those people, and that's exactly what what he's referring to here. So I think it's easy on all of us if we'll make intercession for one another as you'll learn as we go through this. <clears throat> as God God viewed folly of the unbelief his people as every pastor has done at some time or another in neglecting the very means of a blessing. The very means of a blessing. Do, do you realize it's a blessing to pray for somebody else? To be, to, to want to pray for somebody else? To have, to have a leadership to pray for somebody else? That's a blessing that God gives you. You know, we, we, we had a circle of prayer here for five years, I guess, four or five years. We had a circle of prayer here after every service, uh, on Sunday. We had a circle of prayer and, and we, God, it was a blessing that we, could stand up here and we could pray for one another in that in that circle of prayer that we had. And so we usually, at that time, we had Brother Gary was in the center of the circle. We prayed over him uh, having a, a, getting a, a, a new kidney. And guess what? Today he's got one. Today he's got one. And I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that God led me to pray for that. I'm grateful that God led me to lay my hands up on him and anoint him with oil and, and pray for him. I'm, I'm thankful for that because if he'd have gone and got that kidney without that, then I would have said, I did, I'm not doing my job. I'm not doing what God sent me here to do. I'm, I'm just not doing it. And that's the reason uh, uh, almost every day, every day, I pray for every one of you. Sometime during the day. Pray for every one of you. I call out your names. 
And I pray for every one of you right back there in my study. I pray for every one of you almost every day of the week. And, and that's, that's a blessing for me to be able to do that. It's a blessing for me to come out here and kneel down at that front seat there. And as, 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 as terrible as my bones are anymore, to kneel down at that first seat there and pray for every one of you. That's a blessing because that's a blessing that we're going to learn about today. Now, let's talk about this. Um, um, what, what was the great apostle's subject when he talked about this? What, what, was, what was his subject when he, when he uh, wrote, it, wrote this to Timothy? What was his subject? Well, when the great apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, I exhort, in other words, in other words, I, I, I want you to, uh, you, you've got to do it. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, requesting prayer for, now let, th these are important, this is part of the message right here. Supplications, that's re requ requesting prayer for, prayers, intercessions, intercessions, actually praying for someone, be made. Paul, Paul said, told Timothy, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions be made in 2 Timothy 2.1. As we can see, all that, all, all, all has to do, all of these has to do with praying for one another. Every one of these supplication is praying for one another. Prayers is praying for one another. Intercessions is actually praying for one another. Paul said, I exhort you to do that. I exhort you to do that, Timothy. To constantly do it. What did Paul tell the church at, Thessal at Thessalonica? Pray without ceasing. Sometimes we think, well, I can't pray 24 hours a day. That's not what that's talking about. That's talking about pray without ceasing for one another. Pray without ceasing for one another. Constantly pray for one another. I feel a lot better about things if I knew that you were praying for me. If I, if I really knew you were praying for me. You know, sometimes people don't even hardly speak to you. But, I, but a great blessing would be to me if you were praying for me every day. Don't, don't forget to pray for your pastor. I've told you that. Don't forget to pray for your pastor, but don't forget to pray for your brothers and sisters in the Lord either. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to pray. Pray pray without ceasing. As Paul told the church at Thessalonica, pray without ceasing. <clears throat> it is amazing that offering prayers for one another has first place in the apostles' writings. Praying for another is, I'm sorry, praying for another is a spiritual and holy exhortation. That's a, that's a spiritual and a holy, that's something that, you know, you, your heart has got to be in it. You just can't. Paul, uh, Jesus warned his disciples about repetitious praying. That's what we have sometimes, this repetitious praying. I've heard people say, well, I pray every day. Uh, 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 to the Lord by forgiving me for my sins. 
Or do you pray that you that the Lord will forgive you, brothers and sisters, for their sins? Do you pray about those things? Do you pray that do you pray that have a brother and sister in need? We've got brothers and sisters here in need. I'm not talking about physically, and I and, and I'm not talking about uh, uh, financially. But let me tell you, we've got some here in need. They're in great need. Uh, Joseph and Emily and and my family is going to be in great need in the morning. Because you, you don't know how much we hate to think about that little girl having to go and have surgery tomorrow. You know, we, we, we need to pray. And I'm going to ask you to pray too. Pray because make intercession for Joseph and Emily concerning this. But let, let them know that you're talking to God about it. That you're talking to God about these things. Let, let them know about it, that you're talking to God. Praying for another is a spiritual and holy exhortation. It is very possible that, a, that, that an intercessor, I'm sorry, that an intercessor's reward is greater than a preacher's message. You'll say, well, now, when a preacher preaches a message, that's, that's the best thing ever was. Well, it is good. It is good to preach a message. It's wonderful to preach a message. I love to preach a message. But did you know that your intercessory prayer for another is greater than a preacher's message? You can't do, you can't do. You'll say, well, I don't get to preach to them, but you can pray for them. That's an intercessory. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything to do with them being saved, but you do too. When you pray an intercessory prayer, you have a lot to do with about about them being saved. Samuel knew how this honored Jehovah God when he declared, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord, that is, Lord Jehovah, in ceasing to pray for you. Now, let me see, read that one more time. This is Samuel. This is found in 1 Samuel 12 and verse 23. He says, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord, that is Jehovah God, in ceasing to pray for you. You ever walk, you ever, do you ever ask someone to forgive you because you didn't pray for them? I mean, you know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, want to walk up to someone here at church and tell them that uh, I want you to forgive me because I didn't pray for you. Samuel said, Samuel said, God forbid, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord, Jehovah, and ceasing to pray for you. First Samuel 12 and verse 23. It is... It is, a, it is a sin in God's eyes not to pray for one another. Not praying is not only, not praying is not only a sin against God, but a sin against the soul and one's fellow man. It's a sin against your own soul not to pray for some, not to pray for another. You know, we, we I, I promise you things will be different if you do it, if everybody in here will pray for each other people 
Go home today. Pray for them. Go get up tomorrow. Pray for, pray for everybody in here. Pray for them. Don't, don't forget it's six o'clock in the morning to be, be sure and pray for, uh, uh, Joseph and Emily when they have to take little Rachel. Pray for them. It'd be, it'd be a sin not to. What is the scope? What is the scope of our praying? The great apostle says, he made, he made, I'm sorry, the great apostle says, be made for all men, for kings, and for all in authority. Boy, you got, you got a task to do as one of God's children. You have got a, you've got a task to do, just like I've got a task to preach. I'm, I get uh, sometimes when I wonder, you know, if I can go much longer, I realize then, if I perk up, I realize then, well, I've got a task to do. I've got to do it. You, you think I feel, sometimes I feel just exuberant when I walk in this pulpit. I don't always do that. I don't always feel good, but I've got a task that if I fail to preach to you after God has assembled you and you come up here and I fail to preach to you, then I have sinned against God. Same way for you. you you're, not, you're not free. You're not free to do as you please. You think, well, I'm free to do as I please. I'll do what I want to. Preacher, just like we had this three-day meeting. Some people, I know some people say, well, I'll do what I want to. You're not free to do what you want to. When you're one of God's children, Paul says, Paul says, I said up there a while ago, Paul says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, that is requesting prayer for, prayers, intercession, that is actually praying for someone, be made. That's the exhortation that God gave to every one of us. You'll say, well, I don't always pray for everybody. Well, you're sinning against God. I'm talking about right here. We're talking about this body here. I, the, we, we, you have, I, don't, I don't understand universal people who, who believe in a universal church. How in the world can you pray for somebody overseas when you don't even know who they are? But you know in here who they are. You know what everybody is. You, you know, I, I promise you, every person in here knows what every other needs. They know what every other needs. I had somebody come to me here a while back and said, we've got some that need to be in church. We know what their needs are. And we know we know how to pray for it too, to pray about it. The scope of our praying be made for men, for kings, and for those in authority. We find ourselves picking and choosing who we will pray for, such as family only, or sometimes just a certain church member only. You know, we find ourselves sometimes picking and choosing who we're going to pray for. I'm not going to pray for that old preacher. I don't like him. I'm not, I'm not going to pray for so-and-so because I don't like the way they act, what they do. Uh-uh, it can't be like that. That's what's wrong with us now. That's what's wrong with us now. We're picking and choosing what we want to do instead of listening to what the Lord would have us do. 
Right now, you have your walking orders for 2021, and that is every day praying for each, each and every one of us in here. Pray without ceasing, Paul says. Pray without ceasing. Jehovah God told those Jews in captivity, he says, and, and he said, and seek the peace of this city, whether I have caused you to be, <clears throat> I'm sorry, whether I've caused you to be carried away captive, and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. Jeremiah 29, 7. Boy, I tell you, there was a, some, some believe there's almost 10 million Jews that went into captivity. And here, Jehovah God is telling those Jews that he was, that he was preaching to or was speaking to. He said, pray for every one of them. That's a big job. Pray for every one of them. That's a big job. You do, do you think that if you, if you prayed for everybody in here, I know we don't have a, a great number of people. Well, usually most if it, when everybody comes, we'll run maybe close to 50, sometime a little over. You'll say, well, I don't have time to pray for that many people. Take time. Pray for them. Pray for them, and you, you'll see a change in them. You're not going to see a change in them. You'll be the same old thing. It's like I said at the beginning. The way you end the year is the way you usually going to start out the new year. But we're going to start out the new year new here. We're going to start praying for everyone. We're going to start praying for our president. Oh, uh, I can't pray for Joe Biden. Yes, you can. You sure can. You say, I can't pray for Kamala Harris. Yes, you can. You can pray for them because they're, they're, we're, unless something changes drastically between now and the 16th of, of, of January, they're going to be your president and your vice president. You can pray all night long that Trump will get back in there again. But don't forget to pray for the one that may be in there. I'm serious, folks. I'm telling you. That's that's our that's how we are. That's how we are. I'll pray for this and I won't pray for that one. It's something like Christ told his disciples to pray even for their enemies. Pray even for their enemies. That's hard to do. That's hard to pray. When I when I first learned this years ago, uh, and and when I when I prepared this message here years ago, I thought there was people out there I'd never pray for. But we're to pray even for our enemies. We're to pray for those who persecute us. We're to pray for those who misuse us. We're to pray for all those people. We're not to just to clam up and and say I don't like it and. I don't like this, and I don't like that, and not pray for them. <clears throat> the cities, the states, and even the world has need of our intercession. 
the religious who have gone off in secular worship have need of our intercession. You don't just dislike them. You don't just get up and talk about them. You pray for them. It's kind of kind of like what I've said over the years. You know, if if you have a problem with somebody and they or they have a problem with you, kill them with kindness. Well, you kill them this time with praying for them. Praying for them. That's what he said. Do. What is our incentives? The great apostle teaches, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 3. Praying for everyone, making intercession for everyone, is good in the sight of God. You won't do things good in the sight of God, do that. You'll say, well, I'm in church today. I'm doing my duty. You want to do something good inside of God? Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Constantly pray for them. Pray for them. You'll say, well, how do I know that some people are like, well, I used to be the same way. I really did used to be the same way. I used to say in my heart back many years ago, there are just some people I just won't pray for. But after, after this message here, then I realized I was wrong in that very thing. Christ has already taught that all who come to him, he will in no wise cast them out. It is the will of God for our lives. The will of God for our lives is that we pray for one another, make intercession for one another. <clears throat> Will of God for our lives. It is the reason Christ died for his children. Our privilege to pray is found in Christ being our mediator. The great apostle says that he says, I've made you a mediator. You can talk to God now. Yeah, you have that privilege. You can talk to God now. You think that 55 years ago I would have ever approached God and tried to talk to Him? I just didn't do it. I wouldn't do it. It's just like I had someone, I'm not going to say over the Internet who it was, but I had someone, I told them they'd call me on the phone and... Uh, to tell me about some some troubles they're having. This person claims to be an atheist. And I said, well, I'll pray for you. But before they hung the phone up, they said, well, will you, I want you to pray for that man you talked about. That's how, that's how he approached God. I want you to pray for that man you talked about praying for. He didn't say pray for that, pray Pray uh, to that God. He said, pray to that man that you talked about. That's the way I was. Before the Lord saved me, the way I was, why the Lord saved me, I thought people was crazy for praying. 
If someone walked up to me and said, I'm praying for you, I'd have probably cussed them out. You don't, you don't need to pray for me. I've had people tell me, you don't need to pray for me. Don't, don't pray for me. Take, take your name off my prayer list. Had a lady, we had a prayer list like we got here when I was up in pastoring at Calvary. Had a lady, came, came all the way to church. She'd never been in the church. Never been in the church that I know of. And most of the people were there said they'd never seen her. She came and she stood up in the middle of the service and she said, I came for one thing today. I want y'all to take my name off that prayer list. Somebody told me that y'all call out names on a prayer list every Sunday. Won't y'all take my name off of it? And I said, ma'am, we'll do just that. But I said, we're still going to pray for you. Well, I don't want you to do that. And she walked, she walked out. When I went to see the same lady, you know what she done? She drew a gun on me. Brother Tony Vance, when he became pastor there, he knew about it, and he went to see her too, and she drew a gun on him. Told him to get out of her house before she killed him. Pray for those people. Pray for them. They need it. They need prayer. You say, well, I don't necessarily need prayer. You do need prayer too need prayer to get through every day. Without it, you're not going to make it. It's even greater when you've got people praying for you as they should. What are, what are our examples? Abraham interceded for the doomed city of Sodom. Think about this for a moment. Genesis 18 and verse 24, Moses was on the hilltop with his hands stretched forward toward God, interceding for the victory of God's people, Exodus 17. Elijah interceded for a sinful nation that it may be, I'm sorry, that it may be rescued from sinful idolatry, 1 Kings 13, 37. Job made intercession for his sor sorrowful friends, Job 42 and verse 10. It was Isaiah who said of Christ, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide a portion with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Let me tell you, folks, Christ was speaking for you before you were ever saved. He was speaking for you before you ever saved. You'll say, well, he, he's now making intercession for me. No, he was making intercession for you before you were ever saved. So why can't we make intercessions for one another? There may be someone here that's not saved. You'll say, well, I don't know that person that well. I won't pray. Pray for them. It don't make no difference who they are. Pray for them. It's important. <clears throat> may God help us to learn of the great and precious privilege we have in prayer. May God teach you this today. 
the precious privilege you have in prayer. Let's all stand if you would.